Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Fresh Out, the podcast. The only podcast where you can see three assholes. Nah, there's lots of podcasts like that. I'm Johananan. I will pull my pants back up. I thought we were going to do a bit where we all showed our buttholes. I also thought about showing our buttholes. Oh, well. It's good radio. It's me, it's me, Casualty CDG, co-host of Fresh Out the Podcast and Fresh Out the Box. Uh, I'm happy to be here this week. And no, your eyes are not deceiving you, nor are your ears. This is not also Gary, but his identical twin, Zach DeVille. The guy with the face for radio and no other talents. I thought you were Drew. What happened to Drew? Yeah, what happened to Drew? I I thought you were Drew this whole time. I killed it. You. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, that's. I'm starting to be able to piece that together. That makes sense. Drew um, is in Austin for a film festival, and he has been dropping little breadcrumbs, uh, seven to ten minute episodes of Fresh Out the Podcast with just Drew, and he is talking about movies that he is seeing that no one else is seeing. So check it out. He talked about Smile, and then he talked about some other movie recently that I have. I got. I didn't the get a menu. Listen to that the menu. And so check those out if you want to see some pretty in-depth horror movie coverage. Uh, spooky season is upon us. Uh, what do you guys like to do during spooky season? Yeah, you want to go first, Gary? You know, I'm not a I'm not generally a big spooky season guy. It's not for uh, everybody. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of horror movies, but I do quite enjoy costumes. Uh, and since we moved, I'm not sure if we're going to do anything, right? Maybe we'll, like, do trick-or-treating, give out, like, a trunk-or-treat, do kids and candy. But, uh, yeah, there's it's not really, like, a big uh, thing. It's, I guess we like Halloween, and we decorate in our house, but uh, no traditions, so to speak. I fucking love spooky season. That's also my busiest season of the year, running Rocky Horror and doing all sorts of other performances and whatnot. So I'm going to be fucking busy this spooky season. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I never thought I was the kind of person that enjoyed it, but I am. I, I, I like the, the movies that are on TV. I like monster movies. I like zombies, as everybody knows. And uh, Jenny's really into it. She really enjoys it. Uh, you know, we like watching... We're going to watch Hocus Pocus like we do every year. Uh, I personally enjoy watching Over the Garden Wall during this time of year. And Fuck yes, I watched I watched that for the first time last spooky season, Ooh. and I will continue to watch it every spooky season from now on. So I take it you liked it then? I love it. Classic. I had no idea that your handle Rockback came from. It. Yes, my handle at Rockback does indeed come from until, that. Genre. Until I saw, like, that's where Jahan got it. I thought he was just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I did get it from a children's cartoon show, so that's fine. Yeah, but that's not like that stopped us from doing anything. It's fair. Uh, we all watch children's cartoons. We we all do. We are all pretty big cartoon consumers. <laughs> Trash Boat. There's apparently actually a band called Trash Boat. I was listening the other day and I was like, what the, what the hell is this? What about Fist Pump? Fist Pump. Yeah, uh, that's a good name as well. What would you name your, your band? If it was like an 80s rock band. Ooh. Kleenex Globe. <laughs> what? Kleenex Globe? 
yeah, I did the exact thing they did in the episode. Oh, uh, you looked at two things? Show. You know, yeah, I looked at two things real quick. Diet Coke shirt. Right. Uh, I'll be the Velvet Giraffe. Oh, that's actually good. Velvet Giraffes? Yeah, yeah, that's that actually sounds real. Ooh, Sherlock Holmes Ring Light. There's a good name. <laughs> that sounds like a... Like a Eighties like dark wave synth band. <laughs> I, it definitely does, but it's come full circle, and that band could exist now and be an eighties dark wave synth wave band. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get together. Uh, yeah, spooky uh, season's exciting. Like haunted but... houses. Oh like yeah, professional professional haunted houses. Uh, I always think those are a blast. Get a group of people together and go just get the shit scared out of you, and then get out of there. Uh, I always thought that was a good time, but that's another thing with, you know, moving away from a big city. I'm not sure that, you know, we're not going to have the same options or the same flavors of haunted houses here. Yeah, you're much more likely to actually be murdered out there. Yeah, that's a good point. We could just walk out into the desert and go across the bridge into no man's land uh, where there's outlaw housing, and that would be very terrifying. It's like hills have eyes shit out there. Oh, yikes. Haunted houses hit different for me these days because I'm friends with most of the people who are working them. So I try and walk through. I'm like, oh, hey. Oh, hey, what's up? Oh, hey, what's up? Oh, shit, where'd you come from? Yeah, gotcha. so it's, it's kind of it's kind of ruined a little bit of the, the scare part of it, but it's still just fun to see all the hard work that they put into those things. Well, it's no secret that you hate good fun, so I'm not surprised that you don't <laughs> like them as much. I forgot Zach hates fun. That's fun. I do hate fun. It's fair. It's terrible. It's terrible. Fuck fun. Uh, so, the the topic of the of the time right now, the hot, the hot button issue, Andor, uh, just came out on Disney Plus this past week, dropped three hot steaming episodes right in our box. Uh, <laughs> so far, what are, what are your initial impressions here? So, I, I wanted to say something real quick. Um, <gasps> whenever these streaming shows come out, uh-huh. you always I always wonder why they picked X number of episodes. Yeah. Why did you release one? Why did you release two or three? So when I saw three episodes of Andor, I was like, oh, hooray, three episodes of a Star Wars show. And I was really excited. Um so what do you guys think sort of is the decision process for a streaming service when they're looking at their series and all the producers and everyone's sitting in a room? Uh, because it's not always one, and yeah. it's not always three. Yeah. Uh, I, it's interesting. I think they might look at, like, the entire final product and see, like, all right, when does it kind of start picking up? You know, when can we, you know, cut it into pieces? And for at least, and or at least from my opinion, it didn't really pick up till episode three. So I agree. And what I was going to say is that I thought that Lord of the Rings, when it came out, there were two episodes. And I felt like I needed two, because that second one really hooked me. The first one was yeah. fine, the second one hooked me. And Andor, the first episode and second episode, I thought were just kind of meh. But the third one really hooked me. Uh-oh. Yeah, I was kind of on my phone the first two episodes and even the first time I watched the third one I was still on my phone from episode two so before we are recording right now I rewatched the third one and it is quite good yeah I, I mean I definitely I actually agree with both of you uh, about the reasoning I think that they go through and look like when are they hooked you know uh, the first so the first episode of Andor I really liked I, I it showed a lot of cool stuff 
you know, he goes to a brothel, kills two guys. Uh, cool. It's dope. It's like super like noir. I don't know, man. It's just a different Star Wars feel. And it then doesn't feel like Star Wars at all yeah. in a good way. In a, in the best way. Yeah, it's absolutely I mean, but that's like the same reason why I love Rogue One. It's just a different feel. Same. Um and this has that. But by the third ep- the third episode was insane. It was insane. Skarsgard, I, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to expect from him. Uh but he, he killed that it. That fucking that warehouse shootout with all was it like engine blocks? <laughs> with the engine blocks the was ceiling? out of control. Man. That was awesome. So that's like the secret to any good action scene is you just take the thing that the people are doing and then you turn it up to eleven, right? Like a gunfight, you can have a gunfight anywhere, but it's not cool unless there are engine blocks the size of a tank falling, or you're doing it on a helicraft. Like a gunfight in the street, who gives a shit? Anyone can do that. Yeah, and they, like, anchored the one to that one uh, ship as the guy was trying to fly away. Oh, that was hilarious. The junkyard hooked him up? Yeah, so to me, that signified that the guy, the boss guy at the junkyard in that orange jumpsuit is almost certainly going to come back as a recurring character, uh, one of the lead rebels. Uh, Yeah. He's already got all those workers working for him. He took down that ship. Uh, And then as events started to unfold, uh, you could see the Rebel Alliance forming right there in the city, all because the Empire showed up uh, hunting the, the main guy whose name just escaped me. Andor. <laughs> Cassius Andor? Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, Cassian Andor. Cassian. Andor. Andor is all you need to know. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be honest, I forgot about him entirely, and I never learned his name, and when I saw that Andor was going to be a show, I thought it was a planet. <laughs> I also did not know what Andor was when they first announced it. I was like, cool, whatever this is going to be looks great. It, it, yeah. Drew and Jahan had to remind me that he was a character from a movie. Hey, you know, then, uh, there's yeah, nothing wrong with that. I was that. like, oh, he's the guy from Rogue One. I never bothered to learn his name because I don't remember him at all. See, man, that's what I like about our podcast, though. Like, we're not, you know, the top tier gatekeeping, like, we know everything, nerds, you know, we're accessible. You know, we have a, a oh, reasonable yeah. level of knowledge, uh, and we're not <laughs> going to learn I it over like you. I like Star Wars a whole lot, but I don't love it. Yeah, you're not you're not sitting there studying the, the Star Wars encyclopedia so that yeah, you can, Wikipedia. like, win... Uh, yeah. yeah, Wikipedia is not my homepage. No. Yeah, no. But yeah, so, so Andor was great. They dropped three seasons. Uh, first episode, I really enjoyed a lot. Um, I thought it was very good. Second episode, a lot of exposition, but, you know, you learn about this new planet. What's it called? Canari? Yeah. And no. So the first episode, yeah. he, I agree, he does something. At least something happens, right? He does something. He's looking for his sister. He accidentally kills a guard and then on purpose kills the second one to try to clean up his crap. And then he dips. Uh, so that is a great, to me, that's a pretty good first episode. That's really and good. I think that might have been enough just to hook me. And so then the second episode I thought was super weak. And then the third episode came back stronger than ever. Uh, all the shootouts on that planet and them running around from building to building and shop to shop uh, just made that planet seem like such an endless labyrinth. Uh, I, I loved that city in that setting. City's really cool. Thank God we're not on a, a desert planet. Uh, <laughs> not it, yet. It's not. <laughs> it's not Tatooine 
or uh, Jakar. Was it? Is it Jakar? I think so. The sure. one that raised from. Yeah. It's not Jakar. It's something else. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. Jakar is the villain from Aladdin. Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, it's a it's a fresh new set. Yeah, the second one I liked the introduction of like the company, like it's like a corporate enemy kind of thing. Uh, but I was worried, you know, you know how they build stuff up for like way too long and then you never get any payoff. The next episode, they go they go balls deep, and so I I, I appreciate that. I respect that. You got to see what they're all about. It also sounded like they slid some lore in for people who were listening for lore, where they said something about the Empire using private mercenaries and and working in sort of a segmented way, these different branches of private mercenaries. Well, and so I was always wondering, at what point are the Stormtroopers and the Clone Troopers no longer Jango Fets and Boba Fets? Like, when are they dying out? I think the transition uh, I, is happening during the show. I think that's exactly what they were explaining is we're hiring private mercenaries like okay that's that's They're, where they all went they're all retired all of their ships were they look like old clone clone wars drop ships they look like clone ships if uh if you noticed and so notice. that's awesome yeah all the that all the awesome. all the ships that they landed and they look just it was the same because uh what's his name drives one too uh the mandalorian they all drive that same like style ship. Mandalorian has that Naboo Starfighter. That's his new ship. He used to have a different thing. Yes, he did. I think his was also a Clone Wars ship. But they all look the same, so I don't know. Not a car guy. Maybe I'm not a ship yeah, guy Yeah, me either. either. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go back and look. I'm a ship's guy. I don't think I don't think that's the same ship. Uh, but I could be wrong. I know I, I've been wrong before. They, they mention his name week. so so many times. Uh, but yeah, so far, I really like Andor, and I'm looking forward to more. Uh, How many episodes is it going to be? Do we know? That's a great question. Huh. I would I would merit a guess to say it would be more than six, since yeah, they released three. Eight. Hopefully, eight. Jahani trying to do some uh, fact-checking back there in the background. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see where we're at, where we land on the amount of episodes. Um, you know, I think maybe we'll see some... Some Darth Vader, right? Maybe we'll see some like, glimpses of what's going on it's in the possible. Empire throughout the ship. I read today that James Earl Jones is no longer going to be the voice of Darth Vader. Yeah, he's over the rights. Yeah, he sold the rights to his own voice. Yeah, that's awesome. It's kind of baller. That kind means that means they're going to be parading his corpse through the street for generations. <laughs> Man, whenever I heard about deep fakes, that's what I want to do. I want to sell my entire likeness to like WB, and they could just use me in everything forever from now on, and I don't give a shit. I'll just Fuck give it to yes. you. Just have it. I want to be in everything. Don't even pay me. <laughs> just someone's gonna do it. I want to be the I first mean, guy. Be, I mean, you'll be dead, so. What does it matter if you get paid or not? Yeah, it won't matter. It just will. And you'd be so famous that you would just get paid from other crap, right? Just from doing the interview circuit about how stupid of a choice it was to sell your entire likeness for like $1,000. It's like getting Subway tattooed <laughs> on your face. <laughs> Eat fresh. Eat fresh. Uh, yeah, 12 episodes of Andor are going to be season one. That's a lot. Oh, oh shit. shit. That is <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you got oh shit in stereo. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Very excited. 
for that. Twelves are good. So a Razor Quest is what the the Mandalorian drives. That is not a cool That's shit. That's right. The Razor Quest. Sick though. Dope. Sick. But um, the ones that the the company drove did look like the clone ships a lot. I feel like we can't talk about Andor without talking about Rogue One, right? We talked about Rogue One, but we didn't talk about was. Uh, son of a bitch, I just lost his name. The guy who voices the droid. The red uh, droid? Uh, the awesome uh, droid in Rogue One. Uh, oh. Is it Alan Tudyk? It is Alan it Tudyk. Is, yeah. Yeah, that droid is unfortunately not going to make a comeback, but it has, I think Alan Tudyk has some other projects he's been working on, one of which I have been watching and cannot recommend highly enough oh. to everyone. You were telling me about that the other day. I need to actually start watching that. I would like to talk about Resident Alien. Okay. So this is a show on Peacock, and I, I know that it, you know Peacock is. I, I want to. I want to talk about Hulu too. First, I'll talk about this is on Peacock. Hulu's losing a lot of shows. Peacock's gaining a lot of shows. And so while I was on Peacock poking around, I see Resident Alien, and I'm like, what in the hell is Resident Alien? Well, it's an Alan Tudyk show where he's an alien who came to Earth to destroy and kill everyone. And his device <laughs> broke up when he was coming into orbit over Colorado. So now he's living in this small Colorado mountain town, and he has replaced a doctor. And the other doctor in the town was mysteriously murdered. So now the police go to him, since he's the only doctor in town, and they put him on the case. He has no human skills, only what he's learned from watching Law & Order. Uh... It is absolutely hilarious. Uh, there are definitely autopsies and some gross stuff because he's investigating a death and also trying to hide the fact that he's killing people to take their, you know, body, the body of the guy that he took. Uh, he's just constantly digging himself a hole in this show, and it's hilarious. He's super lovable and quirky. Um, and a lot of times they'll switch and do the actual alien makeup and the full alien costume of him interacting with people on the street. Uh, only one in a thousand people can see his true alien form. Everyone else sees a human being. Uh, <laughs> so when you see the alien doing stuff, it's super funny. Like yes. riding a horse, putting on a cowboy hat, and <laughs> sucking on a cow's udders. Uh, <laughs> there's a, a little kid in town who can see that he's an alien. And so he has an ongoing feud like to the death with this ten-year-old kid. <laughs> where they're just at each other during the entire show. Um, he's trying Resident to, like, home alien. alone him? Yes, absolutely <laughs> he's trying to home alone him. So he breaks into his house, and he's, like, trying to, to kill him, but the kid's been crying to his parents about the alien all day, so the kid screams. He's like, I can't sleep, there's an alien under my bed. And so they pick up the kid and leave. They don't even believe it. He's under the bed in alien mode, looking at the kid like, oh, I'm you. <laughs> and then he has to sneak back out of the house. And he's talking to a coworker, and they're like, "Oh yeah, so and so broke their neck because they were they were in a car crash and their brakes went out." And he was like, "The brakes, you say?" And so then he just immediately walks away from the conversation, walks straight to the kid's house, and clips the brakes on his bike, and just hopes for him to die. <laughs> that's that's top tier comedy. Uh, there are two seasons of Resident Alien out. Um, I think they're going to make more. I think it's actually one and a half seasons with new episodes currently releasing. Please watch Resident Alien. It is just laugh out loud funny. Dark comedy, very great. This it sounds like something I would yet. actually genuinely be interested in. Uh, aliens, huh? Yeah, aliens, buddy. You think aliens actually live among us? Um, 
You know, I, I, I think that we've probably been trying to figure it out wrong the whole time. I think this planet is probably full of alien creatures. Yeah, man. Uh, I saw I saw this uh, clip from a comedy show, and everyone's laughing, and this lady in the audience is like, what's funny? And, like, this guy explains comedy shows to her, and then he starts telling a joke, and just, like, four words in, she starts laughing. <laughs> He's like, that wasn't it. And, like, she just she doesn't understand comedy. And so I was like, is she... Is she an alien? I don't know if... See, you're thinking aliens like people. I think, like, jellyfish might be aliens. Yeah, like, squid. like, like an octopus? Yeah. Like a deer. You know, a deer might... We might be fucking aliens. Maybe we're not even from this planet, and we're just, like, some Fair. bacteria off of a meteor. That's what I think is. Probably all of it is aliens. Nah, man, I think it's, like, men in black. <laughs> like, straight oh, up. Man. Like, you see them every day. You oh, know? Yes. Like, that one guy that puts mayonnaise on, like, you know... Watermelon, you're like, huh? Look at it's gross. Eats a cheeseburger with a knife and fork, and then a steak with his hands, <laughs> and just looking at him sideways. I think they're um, here, man. All right. Also on Peacock is a rom com that we just stumbled on called Meet Cute. It has the female from uh, Big Bang Theory, the female lead from that, the one who voices Harley Quinn, Kaylee Cuoco. It's got Kaylee Cuoco and Pete Davidson, and it is a Groundhog Day movie where she is going, she's like suicidal, and she's going back in time to try to fix their relationship. Um, And I don't want to spoil too much because as Groundhog movies are, it's a little sci-fi-ish, and there's some little twists in it. Uh, It's not great, but it's watchable. Uh, we watched the whole thing, and it was good enough for me to remember that I watched it. Some movies just go in one eye and right out the other. But uh, if you're looking for a little rom-com, if you like Katie Quoco like I do, and you like Pete Davidson like I do, then you'll probably think this movie's just fine. Um, I already like them, so they've got that going for them. If you hate them, you'll probably hate this movie. Sometimes I think that Pete Davidson, like, read my diary. With the women Yikes. he goes after. <laughs> Your dad died in 9 11? Oh. <laughs> what? Whoa, no. Gary. Whoa. What? Pete Davidson's dad died in 9 11. I didn't say that he's copying my whole life. I said he read my diary. Yeah. In he regards. Wrote diary. In regards to, to women that I would pick. You, you mean know. Your internet. Is what you're saying. There you go, yeah. Much better. Yeah, yeah. there's no 9-11 joke buried in there. Why would there be a 9-11 joke buried in my ha, diary? Ha ha, ha ha ha, the towers blew up. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're making fun of me. I gotcha. No, no. I like I you just... told me all these things not to say, and here we are talk- making 9-11 jokes. <laughs> no, here <laughs> Gary is. <laughs> I would like to be clear that enough time has passed. <laughs> Never forget, Gary. Never forget. Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah, no, it's it's no longer too soon. 9-11! <laughs> it was nice. It was nice having a podcast. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't cancel us too watching anything good or what? <laughs> How am I supposed to follow that? All right. Uh, well, I mean, you know, let's stay on the, the hot topics, man. Uh, Rings of Power, been watching, been loving. 
Uh, it's been great. Uh, I don't know. It's a great a adaptation, for sure. The I I don't know what's gonna happen, man. I have no idea what's about to happen anymore. Um, the the bad guy had another appearance here in this most recent episode. Um, making people, making orcs stick their arms in the sunlight and burn and asking them how it feels. A bunch of weird stuff, man. But it's very clear that I have no idea who that guy is, actually. And is I'm he excited. Sauron? Maybe? No, I don't, I don't think know. so. He's I some other he's guy. Just, yeah, I think he's just a warlock. They're going to have to invent some characters to throw some throw some villains yeah. in. Well, so, so not to That's spoil anything, really, but one guy swore fealty to Sauron in front of that guy yeah. to try to, like, appease him, and he was pissed. So, I, it's, mm. so like, he's definitely something I else. remember that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's pretty true. I was surprised with the whole thing with Theo just coming out and being like, hey, I found this, this evil Sork. And then, I like, I thought it was cool that the elf then just uncovered that statue, and it's like, hey, look... You know, there's history all around us. Uh, it just goes to show what a, a rich world that it really is. Um, this latest episode, you, we, we got a lot of information. They did a lot of deep lore stuff. Um, I don't want to spoil too much for Gary, because Gary didn't see all of it. But... Yeah, I did see some kind of wizard hunters show up looking at uh, Gandalf's crater in the ground, though. Yeah. That seemed like a neat twist. I had no idea what's up with that, yeah. How Cool. The I, guy who looks just exactly like Eminem. Yeah, he looks like that guy. <laughs> he looks like the. <laughs> he looks like that guy. Um, but I remember him being shown, like those shots being shown before the show came out. People were like, "Oh, they, look what they did to Sauron. He looks stupid." It's like that's Sauron. What are you, what are you doing? But no, when they I first saw the white cloaked figures on the hill because uh, it just won at first, and then you see the rest yeah. very quickly after. I thought it was Saruman coming to find him, and I was like, "Yeah, fucking Saruman!" I, I thought the same thing. It'd be cool. Because no, it's, it's, it's bound to, to happen. It is Gandalf. I've all the. I initially thought it might be as well. Gary said that he's sure, and after this last episode, I. I also definitely agree. I think it's Gandalf. Yeah, like I can't wait for Saruman. Hanging out with all the proto. Saruman's like a thousand years old. Also, he's also a wizard god, but he's been around. Well, so here's the and he's good all the way up until uh, the the movies. The movies. Yeah. That's the whole twist is that Saruman is no longer good. He could be. So, he could be. Yeah, he's going to be a hero through this whole series when he shows up, and I can't wait for that. So, I'm so excited for Hero Saruman. So there's an interesting thing that happened. So there's one thing that happened in the show that made me question whether or not it's Gandalf. Uh, you know, he is trying to heal his arm that he had hurt during an encounter uh, with some wolves, and the water freezes when he puts his arm in it and the ice like creeps up his arm and stuff like that. And earlier in the show, they said that that kind of cooling happens in the presence of great evil. Um, and so I'm wondering if it really is. But the other thing is I started wondering who these halflings are he's with because uh, Gandalf has always had a particular interest in Bilbo's line. You know what I mean? Like, he was friends with Bilbo's mom. And I'm starting to wonder if it just goes all the way back and, like, this girl um, is 
the the furthest back ancestor of um, the Tooks and the 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 Bagginses. I was initially wondering if these were different halflings, if these are you know meadow halflings, forest halflings, or they're just in a different part of the world doing a different thing. Um, but I'm starting to suspect that they're going to just set up the Shire and stay there. Yeah, that's yeah, what I think is going to happen too. They're yeah. like proto halflings. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're <laughs> they're still in the caravan phase. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, and that's what kind of started me thinking on this path that maybe this girl is like the the first took, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I thought that was really cool just to see. Um, after all that. You know, you get a little bit of uh, Numenor and that nonsense. That nonsense has been going on a little too long. Uh, she has been at that island yeah. talking about leaving yeah. on a boat for a long, long time. It's, it's a little long. Um, and Galadriel, I'm liking her less and less as the show goes on. She's really bullheaded and her acting is pretty fucking flat. <laughs> her fighting is badass, though. You yeah, Did you ass- see the, the fight scene in this yeah, episode? The one in well, I saw I saw the the, the sword fight where she was trying yeah. to the guy who got promoted to lieutenant. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that was badass. I saw that one. That was badass. Uh, stuff happened. Things got moving. Uh, I think they finally set sail at the end after some shenanigans. So Did I'm just the dwarf get to the elven city yet because that should have yes. happened in episode three. Yes, the dwarf okay, got good. to the elven city. Uh, he really, really screwed with the elven emperor. That shit was hilarious. You remember that, Zach? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they're sitting at this table, Gary. You're going to love this. They're sitting at this long table made out of, like, uh, like a giant, like, one piece of geode. Like, a beautiful stone table. And, like, the dwarf is all, like, harumphery. Like, he's all upset. They're like, what's wrong? And he's like, he's like, this stone is sacred. Like, whenever we find it, and it's we- so rare that we only use it for sacred purpose. Like, like tombstones, like, like- temples. <laughs> Uh, and, and then, like, uh, they agreed to send him home with it because it means so much to him. <laughs> and later it comes, he's like, nah, my wife just really wanted a table. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> like, it's just funny. Um, but that scene, I think Zach will agree. So th- this is one of the, one of the coolest scenes that I've seen in the show yet. Um, the mithril part? The mithril part. So, you know, the king yeah. obviously had a, a second agenda with this whole sending the the dwarf to, uh, the elf to the dwarf, um, looking for Mithril, because they believe that the light of the Eldar lies within it. Uh, and he explains the origin of where they think Mithril came from, and it has to do with, like, the greatest elven hero of all time, uh, pouring his energy into a tree to stop a Balrog. Uh, he's doing battle with a Balrog on the mountaintop, and then lightning strikes the tree and like cements this this battle of good and evil uh, and crystallizes it, sends it into the mountain. Uh, and it was super dope, man. Super dope. So like they're doing the some lightning. The lightning travels through the tree, through the roots, into the mountain, and then just like all veins all the way through all of the rock. Hell yeah. Bruh, like they're doing some cool visual, like, they're doing some cool lore building. Uh it's really sick. Uh but yeah, and then you know the episode ends like there's going to be a battle between elves and men or between uh orcs and humans. Uh and it, it that's what we're expecting next episode, man. I think next episode is going to be the best one yet. Good. I needed to see some battle. There hasn't been a whole lot of action since the, the I, trench. I think there's going to be a major battle next episode. 
But it's cool to me that I can just save the trench, and we all know what I'm talking about, because that scene is... Yeah, that... There's something iconic about it. Instant classic, man. It was fucking awesome. It was so cool. Um, yeah, so that's Rings of Power. Rings of Power is good. Uh, you guys been keeping up on Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. I've, been watching, I've been watching that, Trones. I'm actually... It finally not, feels like Game of Thrones. I'm not excited for the next episode. The next episode, I don't know how to feel about it all, man. Uh, the, this, the time jump? Yeah. yeah. So this past episode, you know, the wedding happens... Uh, and then doesn't happen, and then does happen. I don't want to give too many spoilers for people at home, but, you know, there's a fight, there's a death, there's intrigue, uh, the queen is up to something. But then, yeah, in the, the like, next episode part, you, you find out that they're going to do the time jump. Like, what, like 10 years, something like that? Yeah, new something actresses. Like and they're going to recast everybody. I think that's a real bummer, man. Uh, I do too. Yeah. I, I think that the the queen, or yeah, I think the queen's really good. Allison's really good. Um, the princess, the, who's the heiress, fantastic actress. She she does a killer job. I don't know why she can't just be older. Like, just yeah, say she's I, older. I completely slap some makeup on her. Yeah, whatever. just tell me she's twenty now. Whatever, I don't give a shit. Tell me she's twenty eight. I'll buy it. Yeah. She, she doesn't look that young. I don't know. It's just... Or it, it almost feels insulting. Like, you guys built up this series so much around these characters. Then all of a sudden, like, get out of here! You're all fired! Like, Yeah, you spent this entire time building a series with these characters that I want to watch that you're now getting rid of. So now you're going to have to get me back on board with your show again. I know they're the same characters, but that's not the same performance, and it's not the same actor or actress. So... I'm curious to see how I feel after this week's episode, but I'm just not excited for it. That's just what yeah. I, I just wanted to put that out there. I'm, I'm not also happy already. I'm also annoyed with like the king's gonna die any day now, and then at the end of the episode he collapses to the ground, and then they're like ten years he's later a, he's, he's still. <laughs> yeah, this how? dude was like gonna die in the first episode, though. Like in the first episode, yeah. he's like taking over his body, and now we're like twenty years down the road. Yeah, he needs to die. Come on now. Uh, I'm past ready for that king to die. I thought the wedding scene was really cool. I loved Alicent coming down wearing the green dress instead that signaled to the to the old world that she was, uh, you know, rebelling uh, and kind of signaled them to rebel. Uh, that's great, planting the seeds. Just because I think uh, Renaria lied to her a few few too many times. I think Renaria oh, yeah. uh, took advantage of that friendship and really pissed off her friend. Yeah, but who, who, who fucked whose father, though? That's kind of, you know what I mean? That's kind of like a hard... Uh... Yeah, but I fucked your dad dozens of times, and we're still tight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Fresh out the box, everybody. I love you, Dad. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know if he'd be bad or if he would laugh and laugh if he heard that shit. Um, looking forward to more uh, more Targaryen shenanigans. I'm looking forward to seeing Doctor Who do some more nasty stuff. Uh, I like yeah, that Doctor Who. He's awesome. He's great. I love Matt Smith. Yeah, I don't know. They had me more before the... Like, they lost me in the last, like, ten minutes and then the, the preview for next episode. That's where they lost me. And I'm, I'm like just too busy being mad about the actresses being replaced to notice what he's up to in the next episode. Uh, I, I, I that's exactly what yeah. I meant too. It's the the, the replacement is what's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's see. 
Zach, what have you been watching, man? I haven't watched a whole lot lately. You know, the water cooler shit that you guys always talk about. The one cool thing, I don't know how I missed it, uh, it's on Netflix, came out a year ago. Uh, there's a documentary on one of my favorite bands, Sparks. If you're not familiar, they've been around since the they 70s. The both of us. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They fucking rule. They, they invented New Wave in the 70s before New Wave was a thing. And they were kind of ahead of the game their entire career. And it didn't necessarily work out for the for the best for them. Some of their stuff got a little weird in the 80s. A lot of weird electric synth stuff that people weren't ready for. Gary might actually love it. I actually love the Sparks. Uh, and I've actually seen most of that documentary. I didn't finish it, uh, but I love their vibe. The, the brothers play off each other really well. And also, they're just funny. They're quirky and weird and they, funny. Uh, None of their songs do, are serious. They, they have definitely do like the smell of their own farts a little bit, though. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, they have one song called uh, So Tell Me, Mrs. Lincoln, Besides That, How Was the Play? Which I think is... <laughs> oh, that's, that's very good. That reminds me of that thing I was talking about earlier with the airplanes in the buildings. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh boy! So tell me, Mister Bush. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you asked him, he would just—I mean, he would just say everything went according to plan. <laughs> no, but yeah, like the documentary—it's like a little over two hours. It spans their entire career from the early '70s when they kind of were at the beginning of like the '70s glam rock scene that was really big in the UK. But they're an American band. They're from California, and a lot of people for a long time thought they were a British band because they would tour with like David Bowie and Martha Hoople and T-Rex and all those other like big 70s glam bands in the 70s and uh forgot what I was going to say yeah it just it spans their whole career it goes through the 80s through all their electronic stuff and then towards like you know pretty recently they did a, an album with Franz Ferdinand and then oh, a few years yeah a few and then a few years ago um, before COVID, they did a tour. It was like a little mini tour. Uh, it was, I think, 25 nights in a row, or many. They played every single one of their albums from start to finish. So they had to <laughs> relearn like 300 songs that they, they oh haven't played God. in 40 years. That's awesome. And yeah. So, and then, yeah, apparently, like the first half of the concerts where. Like, they played the album, and then the second half, they did, like, their greatest hits. So, you didn't miss out if it was your first and only time seeing them. You'd still get to, you know, see This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us or Amateur Hour or one of their bigger hit songs. But that would, I can only imagine, just like, as a musician myself, just having to learn that many songs that you have, one, just to learn that many songs in general, especially ones that, like, you wrote that you don't even remember. Or the ones that you wrote that you think are super cringy that you never want to hear again. (laughs) And you're like, no, I have to relearn this piece of crap. I always forget I met Zach at a Battle of the Bands. That's true, we did. At a church Battle of the Bands. Church Battle of the Bands, yeah. Hmm. Back in high school. You guys were like in the POB or what? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was that one church in Katy that just also supported local rock bands. They just, they just wanted to get the kids like, in. Like, I played in it once, 
heard it once or twice, and one of the shows I did, I think out of the ten bands, I think like six or seven of them all played War Pigs by Black Sabbath. It kind of became a running cat. I know, I, I know one of night. those. I know one of those bands. One of them uh, was a kid from my high school. Yeah. Yeah, like one person played it, and then like another band was planning on playing it, so they just did it anyway. And then kind of everyone's like, "Do you guys know War Pigs? Do you guys want to do it too and just make it a thing?" So then everyone just ended up playing War Pigs, and each time it just got funnier and funnier and a bigger uh, reaction from the crowd. It was great. But anyway, uh, Sparks, great band. Listen to all their albums. And Sparks watch does the movie. not have a War Pigs cover. They do. Surprisingly, they don't. I am damn surprised. Uh, I think Cake does, though. They do, and it's not very good. Yeah, it's not. (laughs) Uh, Also on Netflix, that's where you watch Sparks Brothers, I watched Cyberpunk Edgerunners. Um, Have you watched Cyberpunk Edgerunners yet, either one of you? I do enjoy a good edging. Advertised. Dahan said he got a good edging. (laughs) Sorry, I watched some of it. I watched a little bit of it. Uh, Man, dude, I... I think I mentioned to somebody that I was watching like the first episode and my mom was there <laughs> and then there's just like full on vaginal intercourse on screen and my mom's like, oh my God, because like it's a cartoon. So she wasn't expecting to see vaginas <laughs> and it's it happens more than once, as you can expect in quite a, a cyberpunk setting. Uh, for those of you who don't know, cyberpunk is a dystopian future and it's vulgar. Uh, there's lots of sex and nudity and violence, and the show delivers on it's like, each and every one of those fronts. It's like post vlogger, man. It's like, it's weird. It's only like ten episodes, I think. Maybe even eight. But they do a time jump in the series, too, which really helps push the story along, and it doesn't feel like you're just crawling Good. along this, like, weekend of adventuring. It, it feels like you're following this character through his life. So it's not a high games. school story the whole time? It's not a high yeah. school story the whole time. Because, like, so I watched the first few episodes, and I liked it a lot. It was really cool. I liked that, like, oh, that's what makes this character the protagonist. He has this experimental tech that he can use better than most people. That's pretty cool. But, like, it started getting too high school anime for me, and I was like, eh. It really is a true-to-heart anime the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and and it doesn't feel like an American-produced anime, and I don't think it is. I think it is a Japanese anime, um... And it feels like it. It reads like it. But they get out of the school crap. Uh, they even do so much to age the character, like, maybe ten years or so, or eight years at one point. Uh, so he gets, he's actually, like, a man. He's not even a young man. Um, That's and cool. the story is deep. They, they deal with how the cybernetic implants will take away your humanity, sort of the more implants you have, and the more you use them, the more they strip you of your humanity, uh, which can cause cyberpsychosis, which makes you a rampaging machine person who just murders at will. Um, so, like I said, the violence, that's where the violence comes from. These hyper-violent scenes or cyber, cyber psychos just wiping police squads out and just killing innocent people. Uh, totally nuts. I, I can't believe that this show came out so well. Uh, I had it no did. expectations. I didn't know it was coming out, and it dropped, and I love it. I would love another season of Cyber The animation's Conference. really solid. I enjoy how it opens up with him doing, what do they call them, dives? The brain dance. Yeah, he does. He does a brain dance of somebody who goes cyber psycho and kills a bunch of cops. And a brain dance essentially is when you live, like you relive someone else's experience from like a chip in their brain. 
and yeah, so like I, could record, I could record myself going to the grocery store on a USB drive and come back home and upload it. And, and then you, you can go to the grocery it. store, yeah. Yeah, you could download it, and you would be me going to the grocery store. But in this in this like context, in this context, it's usually murdering people, having sex, or dying. Uh, yeah. So like. Overdosing is a big one. It's pretty intense because um, then you get a, all the all the muss, none of the fuss. Um, but yeah, and you just take off your headset and you're right back to normal. But you had all the effects of feeling what it was like to overdose to death. Cyberpunk's is crazy. Cyberpunk's world. crazy, man. But like, hey, man, uh, who knows where our society's headed? You know, so who's to yeah, say? One in the, the toilet. <laughs> One of the biggest pillars of the cyberpunk setting is that corporations own everything. They own the police, and they own medicine, and they own the cars and the streets and the guns, and they own it all. And so, you know, at least we're trending that way. At least I was we have that. So, so you mean just like, just like America? Uh-huh. <laughs> the corporate police state we live in? Yeah, that's true. Anybody um, else have anything on Netflix that's watchworthy? Oh, I got newest season of the great British baking show. <laughs> oh boy. It is. I love it. It's a guilty pleasure. Just with everything, especially lately, that's just been going on in the world. With everything burning and falling apart, sometimes I just want to go be magically whisked away to the English countryside and watch a bunch of nice people make a bunch of tasty treats and be nice to each other. It's so refreshing and just nice. You know, write a little poetry before Gary and watch them bake some cookies. What? I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Did write you some poetry. Oh, okay. okay yeah, that's, yes, you, uh, you taught me that. You taught me that. I understand. Just smoking as much weed as possible and then watching uh-huh. the Great uh-huh. British Bake Off. Yeah, you can watch Noel Fielding. Just the Great British Bake Off is a fun show. I like watching the bake. Uh, so, like, Jenny really likes watching that show, and <laughs> we watch with my mom sometimes. Jenny likes baking, so <clears throat> no, it's just it's so nice and relaxing. It is. It's and... nice to not watch people just getting violently murdered. Unlike a lot of other yeah, like in nine eleven. God damn it, Carrie. <laughs> One like of my favorite cooking other... shows is Cutthroat Kitchen, and that one is yeah, really we're... like aggressive, right? They're all they're talking crap to each other the whole time and trying to to make each other fail. They're buying things they're to bomb each other, sabotaging each other constantly. Mm-hmm. And in the Bake Off, there's like, "Hey, can you help me?" They're like, "Yes, what do you need?" And it's just this nice, refreshing, and wholesome. I don't know. I kind of like the new trend of wholesome TV, like Ted Lasso and Shit's Creek. Gary's having a good time. Also a huge fan of Ted Lasso. Everyone is. It's perfect. Uh-huh. John, you need to get on that boat. Yeah. You know, that actually, I didn't even yeah. mean to, to have a segue set up, but I, I do have another show I want to talk about called Rexham. Rex, that's W-R-E-X-H-A-M, like Rexham. It's on Hulu. Um, and you Is said it about Ted soccer, Lasso. Gary? Is it a soccer it show? It is. It is. It is about soccer, Jahan, but not just about soccer. It's actually better than that. I thought it was a TV show. I thought it was going to be a show that was a comedy that was funny, but it's not. It's a documentary. It's this a real show, really filmed, that really happened. And it's Rob McElhenney from Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Ryan Reynolds. And they buy a Welsh soccer team during COVID? And now they own a Welsh soccer team. 
It, so you guys should really watch this. I think I actually knew that they did that. I just didn't know there was a show about it. I want to know how they met each other. Why are they friends? They haven't met each other when the show starts. Rob McElhenney just forced them to be friends. It is so funny. You've, I mean, so I will definitely say the show is like 90% documentary. It is not 90% comedy. Uh, so if you're not big on soccer or history, it, it takes you all the way back in soccer history. The Wrexham field that they, that they bought is the oldest soccer pitch in the entire world. It's from like 1901 or something. Uh, and so now they've got this awesome historical building. They've got this awesome historical team. And basically it came from Rob McElhenney just wanting to do something that was, uh, he's a huge Eagles fan. And when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, he said it was a really big deal for Philadelphia and for the people, for his family. He said it just helped the entire community in a way that you wouldn't believe. And he wanted to be able to have the power to do that. And he started learning about soccer and how the leagues work. And your team can get demoted. Like if the New York Yankees lost all year long and then they got demoted to the minor leagues and they weren't pro next year. <laughs> and now they had to play against minor teams. And so they would just crush it and then promote again. But that's how soccer works. That's how those leagues are. So they bought this really old team who's been losing for decades. So it's this huge historical piece that has been failing for like 40 years. So they want to put it back on the map. They want to help the city, help the town, help the history. And so it's just really inspiring to watch, like you were talking about with Great British Bake Off, how it just feels good. Uh, yeah. It's, it's inspiring and it's fun and those guys are funny and they're funny together. Uh, and the more time they spend around each other, they're just singing off each other nonstop. The no. chemistry is like, insane. I, I don't care about sports at all, especially soccer. But I love Ted Lasso. It's one of the greatest shows ever made. And I've actually been wanting to watch this because it looks good and fun. And I like Rob and Ryan, so. No idea I wanted to see Rob and Ryan together on the screen. But I did. And I love it. How many episodes is it? I have, I've watched three episodes, and I, oh man, I just finished episode three before I walked in here. Episode four is called Home Opener, so it's their opening game. It's their first game now that they own the team. Uh, I was so fucking pumped and excited. The way it was shot and the way it ended, like they bought, they got a new player who they didn't think they were going to be able to get, and the way the episode ends just shows the player's name on his jersey walking out of the locker room, and then you can hear the stands start chanting his name, and it cuts to credits, and I was like, damn it, I want to see them play! In the next episode's <laughs> home opener. So I don't know how many there are, but uh, I'm, I'm on four right now, and it looks like, you know, I'm probably not halfway through, maybe eight from the pacing. Doesn't sound bad. Okay. I would watch that. Yeah. I, I definitely recommend Rexham, W-R-E-X-H-A-M, that's on Hulu. With Ryan Reynolds ah. and Rob McElhenney. Did you know that Paul Rudd and Jeffrey Dean Morgan own a candy shop together? I did not know that. That is amazing. It's Where weird. is it? I don't know. Uh, just I just remembered hearing something about that. Zach's uh, about to sell everything he has and move into the closest apartment. <laughs> um, speaking right. of things that Gary recommends... Uh, so I find, you know, I get around to your recommendations eventually. I do. A lot of stuff to watch. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I, I finally started watching Cobra Kai on Netflix. There's five seasons. I finished the first one pretty quickly. Uh, I'm on the second one. So far, so good. 
it's not the greatest show of all time or anything, but it's definitely entertaining. It's watchable, and you're right. Uh, whenever the Cobra Kai sense is on screen, that's when it's like the show is good. Uh, yeah, Johnny Lawrence is great. I love that show. The weirdest. The way I've been explaining it, uh, been explaining yeah, it to people is that it's. I tell them it's like a live action anime where like even all the high school relationship drama is solved with karate. It's excellent. <laughs> yeah. Literally, any problem that they have is solved with karate. Yeah, they live in karate world. It's weird. Now, now I'm, I'm not sure if that's true because they don't ever solve anything. But they do fight a lot. <laughs> well, that's because they have an ineffective resolution system. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he says they use karate to solve it. I don't okay. think the karate solves They try they to a, use karate. They try to solve their problems with karate, which in turn makes more karate happen. Because of course it does. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, the weirdest part for me is watching. Karate's a slippery slope. Watching uh, <laughs> Daniel Larusso's character, uh, whoever that that actor is, uh, playing a successful, well-adjusted person. But like when you look at him, you could tell he's a failed child actor who looks like he just got done doing all the drugs. Um, he looks so strung out, man, and like his clothes fit funny. I don't know, man. His eyes like look so. Dead. I love him. He's so tiny. <laughs> like he just looks. He looks like they like fuck like they they revitalized the show and then they're like where is he and they had to go dig him out of some crack house and like brush a, dust him off. Those first two seasons you're watching, I believe, were the YouTube Red seasons. Whenever yes. YouTube owned the series, so Netflix takes over in the third season. Yes, but I think there's a really strange ending to the second season. We are like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> because they don't know if the show has a history or not. That's uh, funny. So yeah, the the season two finale will like forever stick out in my head as like a what moment. I I don't remember. They I watched I marathoned it also. I'm having trouble remembering what that finale was. I think that's the one where they have the fight in the school on the second floor. Nice. Uh... I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, that is the episode where I realized it was like an anime. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, it is it's very, like is ridiculous. In a, like the hall room of a high school. It's so fucking stupid, and I loved every second. Oh, I it's can't wait. Like, while you're watching the show, you want to ask yourself these questions like, how is it going to keep going? Who's the bad guy going to be? But you know that it's just going to be Crease. Because it's Cobra Kai. And it's just always going to yeah. be Crease every time. I love it. It almost has like a Saturday morning cartoons kind of feel to it. Uh, where you have your heroes and your bad guys and they go to fight every week. I like how almost how the show almost has a good message. <laughs> but yeah, like it doesn't really. But like almost. It's don't, like. Don't even. When you get into season five, they, they are like having house parties in high schoolers are just getting fucking tore up drunk all the time. That's happening in was, the first season. I was watching it like, what the fuck? Like, what kind of values are these? Well, the, the I, lesson I is like. Noted, hey, go ahead, Zach. I also noticed in this season. Did they say fuck in the other seasons? Because they said fuck a lot in the fifth <laughs> season. Um, I haven't heard I, them say I a single time. Johnny. I think Johnny's the only one who says it. Maybe, but like everyone was saying it in the 50s. <laughs> That's funny. It's like, like all the kids, like 
recently in WWE they changed their rating back to TV 14 and now everyone calls everyone a bitch and I'm like I'm so over it <laughs> that's pretty funny uh, yeah no the show's good I like what I've seen so far Daniel LaRusso looks awful uh, his wife is way too hot for him um, and then absolutely like out of control where did they find that woman She's the only smart person in that entire show. Yeah, she's also the only person that's like, w- you want to do what with karate? Like, no. It's like, just sweep the floor or whatever. Bro, by You're... season five, I cannot believe they're still married. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they're still married now. It's yeah. just like, how much karate are you going to keep doing? It's <laughs> like, Daniel, how old are you? Karate? <laughs> Mama, and he kicks through the window. <laughs> I can't. Car do. dealership. <laughs> I also like that he became like a shitty. I also like that he's not the good guy. He's not a good person. He's kind of an asshole. Because, <laughs> like, what did he do? He tried to get the rent raised to get that guy evicted, which is really messed up. And then, I don't know, man. Like, he did something else recently. I can't remember. I was like, that's messed up, dude. That was the entire premise of the show initially was uh, it was like, uh, you know, one of those Internet theories about a movie. And it was all about how Johnny Lawrence was wrong and Danny LaRusso was the asshole in the Karate Kid movies. And it was just shown from the wrong camera view uh, because yeah, it comes, said it, in the... it's Danny LaRusso stealing his girlfriend and Danny LaRusso breaking up his friends. And Danny just basically screws up everything. So they do a good job of hammering it home. But, yeah, it was a it was a fan theory that turned into a pilot that turned into a show. Uh, and and I love it, I, Johnny Lawrence. If it wasn't for him, I don't think that show would be watchable, though. God no, uh, nah, he's great. He's it. I like the part where well, he, also... he explains like the worst night of Danny's life, where Danny's like, "Oh, they beat me up at on Halloween." He's like, "That guy, I hadn't seen that guy in months. I hadn't seen him in months." And he just comes and he like pours a bunch of water on me in the bathroom or something. And like, what does he expect? <laughs> I don't know. Like, he was clearly a antagonist. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. Uh, the Show 80s rules. were a different time when you could run around and be the antagonist and be a little bitch but still be the hero. Uh, we'll call you out for that now. <laughs> um, what else? That's Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai! Uh, yeah, man. Uh, been watching She-Hulk still. I know Gary doesn't watch it anymore. Oh, yeah. But Zach likes it. I love it. She-Hulk. I fucking love She-Hulk. I am all in. I love how light and breezy and stupid it is. I love it, man. Uh, it's such a good... I don't know. It's... The past two were okay, but episode four was fucking chef's kiss. Wow. Which one's episode four? Uh, the one with Wongers. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> His, uh, that party girl that just hangs out with him who sold, uh, some demon in another dimension. Her like, soul, six yeah. drops of her blood. Uh... I want to know more about that. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure that's going to happen. Apparently, there's a big movement for them to be a couple, which is funny. Um, but, no, I loved... Episode 4 is great. I really liked the most recent one with the wedding. Uh, I thought it was, it was I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I don't know. It is a lighthearted show. I like the way that they're showing the MCU, like, in an adjacent sense, you know? Like, she's not yeah. full-on in it, but... I don't know. And I... I've, I have a sneaking feeling that Daredevil is coming very soon. Yeah, I mean, they they've definitely the, alluded to it. They teased his helmet at the that, like, superhero uh, costume maker guy, the tailor. Yeah. And they, he had the 
the gold Daredevil helmet. Yeah, apparently that's his original costume, yeah. That yeah, was... that shitty, horrible, mustard yellow Daredevil suit that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. Well, it's coming. It's sick, bro. I also oh like the God. yellow, black, and red one, though. Man, I don't know. The only, ex- the only excuse for that costume is that he's blind and he doesn't know better. <laughs> and mustard yellow is for blending in in Hell's Kitchen. It's because there's so many hot dog vendors on the streets of New York. Uh, he sense. just he just jumps from mustard stained sidewalk to mustard stained <laughs> sidewalk from cart to cart. He's just hopping. He can't see the colors, the but he can smell the mustard. So he's just he's just following his nose to stay invisible to the normies. Oh boy! But yeah, no, She Hulk is a fun. It is much lighter uh, show, but it's still you know it's still giving you that MCU flavor. Not everything needs to be end of the world, cosmic fucking portals everywhere. Like in a world full of superheroes, this kind of thing is inevitable. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah. It doesn't all have to it's be kind of, end of the world. Yeah, it's, it's just nice change of pace, and just we're gonna get some heavy shit later, and it's setting up a lot of cool Hulk shit for later. Like they're obviously gonna do some kind of Planet Hulk, World Before Hulk stuff. They're doing they're doing a lot of Hulk stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, so in the beginning of the series, they allude to there's some aliens that really want to talk to Hulk um, when that spaceship like runs them off the road because they're trying to talk to him about stuff. So maybe uh, I, I've heard fan theories that like they they're like, hey, you're a dad. Like you got some, yeah. yeah. Well, they're they're gonna set up Young Avengers soon. They can easily replace Hulkling with uh, Scar, Hulk's son. So, yeah, they yeah. have almost every everyone else ready to go for that. They just haven't announced it I'm, yet. I'm looking forward. To young, young Avengers are coming for sure. I didn't know that Hulk's son killed Mufasa, but you learn something new every day. Yep. I mean, it's all Disney now, so they can do whatever they want. That's exactly it. What know. else have you been watching, Gary? I don't do that. Uh, the last thing I've been watching is Res Dogs, and I've talked about it a time or two. Um, I, I just still recommend it. Native American show, Native American actors, directors, writers, cast, and now this cast is, like I predicted, I'm starting to see them in other things. Bro, have we talked uh, about this show since the big episode? Yes. Okay. I still haven't seen it. No, 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 we haven't. Talked we haven't about talked about it on the episode. podcast. This is the big episode. So they do an episode where Big's the main character. He's the cop that no one respects. He accidentally does a bunch of hallucinogens and winds up running in the road with the meth guy, or running in the woods. He has a spiritual journey. Right? They come across a secret cult of white people that claim that native land rightfully belongs to them. Because the natives don't use it right, because the earth is theirs to, to, well, you know, take what they want from. And then these guys disrobe, and everyone cheers, ours, 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 as these four white guys in catfish masks have sex with fish fillets. And it's so far past the line of anything we've seen in this show so abruptly that I was like, what the <laughs> It's going. It was, it was so. Perfect. I wasn't ready, dude. I wasn't ready. Oh man! And then when those dudes are having sex with the the fish corpses, uh, Big 
and the the other guy look at each other. They both go fucking white people <laughs> at the same time, and it, I died, dude. I died laughing. I've been wanting to see it. I've heard nothing but good things from Gary for a long time, and it's Taika. I love. Or at least he's producing it, right? The show's great, man. It's great in every way. Yeah. It's deep. Episodes make me cry. Like like every other episode makes me cry. Oh, uh, fuck yes. The most recent episode with, um, what's her name? J- Willie Jack? Yep. That episode made me cry. Yeah, uh, that was a pretty deep one. That was a pretty deep one, man. It made me think about my ancestors and shit, you know? Uh, so one of the sort of recurring problems they have is that one of their closest friends has killed himself right before the show starts. And so they're all dealing with that trauma of losing a close friend. Uh, in this most recent episode, Willie Jack gets a uh, letter from the school that's like the kids wrote down what their goals and aspirations were at the start of their freshman year. And now it's their senior year, and they don't know who to give it to, so they give Daniel's letter to Willie Jack. Because they're cousins. Uh, and so she's gotcha. fucked up, and then she takes the letter to Willie Jack's, uh, or to Daniel's sister who's in jail, and she's fucked up about it. And Is that his sister, a, or is that yeah, his mom? I think that's his sister. Okay. Oh, sure. Um, and so then they have, like, you know, this they're going through this trauma bonding moment together. The whole episode is about the, the bonding. Uh, and then they just sort of continue to bring that throughout the series as, you know, it's something we have to deal with and look at in this world, and we can't turn a blind eye to it, and it happens, and it's fucking horrible, but you can still be friends, and you can still heal and move on through it, and, and the show kind of constantly tries to remember, yeah. remind you of that. And then they, they show one of the most profoundly spiritual moments I've ever seen in anything before. I was like, man, like that was it was crazy, dude. Uh, it was very intense. I cried. Uh, it's a good show. Very it's, spiritual oh, yeah. show. Very funny and very very sad sometimes. I'm in. Yeah, funny, sad, and spiritual. It's like it's kind of like me if I was a show. Yeah. And speaking of Tiger, uh, I. I mean, it's been done for a couple weeks now, but the newest season of What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> oh, what a show, God. dude. I'm not fully caught up, but, man, dude, I've been watching. Oh, how how far are you? I don't... Uh, the Energy Vampire Robinson is still, like, a child body person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just yeah. saw the episode where they're trying to get him into a private school, and they re- they erase that guy's <laughs> mind so many times he has a stroke and dies. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying, dude. I was crying. Because they're like, why don't you just brainwash him into thinking that, you know, he accepted. Like, what? Yeah, and then they're yeah. like, that's not how it works. They're oh. all so stupid. They're all so I stupid. I love them so much. Oh, my God. I love no, it was, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, it was a very good season. I liked the season before a little more, I think. But I, it was still great. Colin Robinson is the greatest gift to comedy in so long. He's the best, he's not, my, he's not my favorite character, but he might be the funniest character ever. I really enjoyed uh, his... When he was trying to... Like, he was in love with that siren... Yes. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Uh, but no, that's a great show, dude. It really is. If you haven't seen what we do in the shadows, you're missing out. It is a vampire mockumentary. It's so good. And it's, Matt Berry. Matt Berry crushes it. Oh my god. I love him so much, and I can't wait for his new spinoff from The Toast of London, The Toast of Tinseltown. Oh he... my god. 
I've only and, seen clips I mean, from his original show, but he's very funny. Gary, you've seen Toast of London, right? Did I get you on that? Yes, and I watched... It, it, that show, while it was very funny, tanked really, really fast. Um, oh, yeah, it, it's very British, so, like, if you're not a British comedy person, like, good luck. But I I love the whole his whole sense of humor. And the the show ends with him accidentally burning down the Globe Theater in London <laughs> and being completely disowned from the entire theater just scene in London. Like they have like cameos of like Martin Freeman and a bunch of other like actual big British actors, like just saying how big of a travesty it is that the Globe is burned down. And then there's a few people who suspect that it's Stephen Toast who did it. So it's the new show is him running away from London <laughs> and moving to L.A. and trying to become an actor at Hollywood. Yeah, that's going to be really funny. I think it's going to be on Netflix. Matt Berry is hilarious. Mistaken. Yeah, what we're doing in the show so is good. great. Matt Berry is fantastic. Uh, and also, I got to stand for any show that has a prominent Iranian character. Uh, makes that's me right. very happy. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. Jahan and I... We, uh, whenever we play new tabletop role-playing games, when we want to flex a system to see how good it is, sometimes we'll try to make Craig Robinson to see if the system can support <laughs> an energy vampire. Yeah, he's our, he's our like gold standard of, can you make Craig Robinson in this game? And a lot of games, I yes. I can't remember the order of the episode, but have you seen the wedding episode of the newest season, John? Yes. Where uh, Laszlo and Nadia's wedding song that they sing the who comes first on the wedding night yeah yeah oh my god Very dude good. i was dying i was dying nandor using up all his wishes uh just on <laughs> ridiculous crap oh, it's so yeah, funny nandor with like the 8000 wish genie is such a good bit such a good bit and then and then the genie for a wedding gift gave him a smaller lamp with like three wishes and he's like can i wish for 8000 wishes he's like no he's like meh and he like puts it aside like he doesn't care <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, man. I don't uh, know if you're there yet. It's not a huge spoiler. But there's just a running gag in one of the later episodes. He like is starting to like modify his looks with wishes, and he ends up just yeah. looking, like looking like, like fucking Jocelyn Wildenstein, that like tiger lady with so much plastic. Surgery. Yeah, he looks ridiculous. He's, like he's all puffy. It's <laughs> like. He was like, what have you done? He like, nothing. I haven't done anything with my face. What are you talking about? <laughs> he can't open his eyes. Yeah, it's really, really <laughs> yeah. funny. Uh, honestly, he God, just looks like, yeah. Good. It's really funny. Uh, I mean, that's just, that's just Iranians when they move to California. <laughs> that's just how that works. Yeah. Um, they all moved to Glendale. What else you been doing, Zach? You said you're excited for some stuff coming up. I am. Uh, they're... Going back to uh, the kind of music documentary, it just came out uh, last week. There's a new David Bowie documentary called Moon Age Daydream. It's narrated, I think, by David Bowie, like through like archival footage, and it's a bunch of unreleased footage of like, interviews and live performances, and it's like designed to be seen in IMAX, and it just looks incredible. And I'm a enormous David Bowie fan, so I'm very excited for this. I haven't had time to go to the theater to go see it. It's like a movie movie in the theater. It's not a streaming yeah. movie? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's only, only in theaters. Like, wow. And, and it's, like, designed for IMAX. So that that's, has to be... Uh, 
fucking awesome. That's interesting. I feel like that would be a fun show. You guys big uh, Bowie fans? I'm not a huge Bowie fan. Not a huge Bowie fan. But I do like uh, like music documentaries and music history and stuff, so I would certainly enjoy it. I didn't realize he was a singer for a long time. I just knew him as the guy from The Labyrinth. So, <laughs> you know. The Goblin King. The It'll Goblin. be on streaming soon, probably, because everything only lasts in the theater for, like, a couple weeks, and then they put it on streaming, so. Yeah, I'll catch you won't have on HBO Max at some point, probably. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of want to go see it in the theater. I'll probably get high as fuck and then go to IMAX and just absorb all of the Stardust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you might rub off on other Bowie fans, which is, that's probably what you're looking for. Yeah, do all the Stardust yeah, and rub all... off on Bowie fans. Sounds like a weekend. Mm-hmm. That's honestly probably all he wants for his <laughs> legacy. <laughs> for his fans that is to the rub best Stardust way... on each other. You're not that wrong. That is the best way to honor David Bowie. Make sure you Stardust <laughs> up when you go, then. Ooh, I mean... I'm sh- I got glitter somewhere around here. Coming just... to theaters near you. <laughs> just don't go. Just don't go but, see uh... it in 3D. Oh yikes! <laughs> that 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 bulge 3D. Oh man, it, it was, was sitting on your chin the whole time. That bulge was made for 3D. Uh, and we should be. Pl- uh, yeah. yeah. The, only, the only thing I'm. Other thing I'm excited for. Uh, I haven't. Pl- I don't play a lot of video games anymore. I'm a PlayStation guy, so I play the big story games that come out once a year or so. Yeah. So I'm very, very excited for the sequel to the new line of God of War games, the God of War Ragnarok. The fir- the God of War Four, the first one of the Norse pantheon, is one of the greatest games I have ever played. I haven't played any of the other God of War games, but I know enough about video game culture that I know Kratos goes and kills all the gods. It's hack and slash. There's nothing to it. The other God, the newest God of War, the story's amazing. It's emotional. The acting's great. The action's great. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Highly recommended if you haven't played it. And then the new one looks even better. Oh my God, Gary. What? <laughs> Oh, um, we're talking about God of War. <laughs> no, yeah, man, PlayStation. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you brought PlayStation. I've been playing a lot of PlayStation games lately on my computer. You, you know, play, I, I recently you played God of War. No, it's on my list. It's coming up. Recently, I beat Spider Man. Um, God, so good. One of the best games I've ever played. Uh, right now, I'm playing Days Gone. I just got really far in it. It's really good. Um. And then I played some of The Last of Us, also very good. But yeah, God of War looks great. These big story games for PlayStation, man, they're really, they live up to the hype. Yeah, I'm not, like, I'm like the opposite kind of gamer as Gary. Like, I don't play anything online multiplayer. If Whenever I want to play a video game, I want to be alone and not talk to another person and just immerse myself into a world or a story. I do I I love Deep Rock Galactic because the ping system is so good that you can play with other people and never have to speak to them. Uh, oh, that's you, good. When you ping stuff, your character calls it out vocally like, hey, there's ammo over here, so you don't have to say shit. <laughs> yeah. I love playing that game with random people. Yeah, I love like all the Uncharted games and like the Spider-Man game that uh, you just finished. Like All those big 
few like Last of Us, all those PlayStation staples at this point. Yeah, I also, they're I, all so good. I'm looking forward to God of War for sure. Um, hey, you get. I saw a new clip. You get to fight Thor, <laughs> and I'm I'm hoping that if you kill him, you get Mjolnir. Because that's gonna be fucking sick to have the axe that you throw and come back, and then also have Mjolnir that you can throw and come back and just fucking dual wield, throwing shit around. It's gonna be fucking tight. If you're some kind of no PlayStation, no PC, have an Xbox type of dweeb, Assassin's Creed Odyssey <laughs> came out this week on Game Pass, uh, so you can play your own Mediterranean-based adventure game where you stab and kill gods. Uh, it's just not as good, but it is free on Game Pass. You kill gods in that game? Actually, yes, you do. <laughs> you take. I a, thought it was an assassin game. It, it's it's gone through some some changes Has over the it? years. I've yeah. only seen my brother. There's play thirty two, of them. I think the first two, I know. I've only seen bits of like the first two, so and I was like, ah, that looks fine, whatever. But I'm not for me. Every single one of the games is better than the movie. You love that movie, though. I don't. That's one of the worst movies anyone's ever seen. That's a zero out of ten. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've done a lot. We talked about a lot. It's been a great show. Uh, it's been you great. To convince? Them. Who are you trying to convince? It's been great having not- Zach on. Uh, <laughs> we're probably going to have to put some sort of uh, parental advisory on this episode. <laughs> Yeah, but. probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening to Fresh Out the Podcast. Um, next time we will do the thing we did this time. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, thanks for watching. I've been Johannadon. It's me, Casualty CDG. If you like tabletop role-playing games, uh, that's where Jahan and I pretend to be other people doing other things. Uh, where We play Make Pretend. Uh, if you like playing Make Pretend and you want to see us play Make Pretend with friends, come by every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to fresh out the box at twitch.tv backslash Jahananon. Also, don't forget to tell all your friends and enemies about Fresh Out the Podcast. And I am your special guest, Zach DeVille. Uh, you can follow me at all the socials at the Zach DeVille. If you're in Houston and you want to see... Some live entertainment, maybe some sexy people take their clothes off while I make bad jokes and sing some songs. Come out and see me. I got a lot of shows coming up. I had two sold-out shows last night, so that's why I sound a little rough. I got home at four in the morning. It was a lot. Yeah, twelve hundred people was a lot, but it was fun. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Stay fresh.